Hey, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of Huddle Up with Howard. He's Howard Richards. I'm Mike Claiborne. And Howard, uh, an off week for Missouri, but that doesn't mean there isn't football to pay attention to. A lot of good games this weekend. Um, you've got Florida, Georgia, which is you know the game that's known as the largest cocktail, cocktail party. party in America. And and that, you know, that game, Florida, like Missouri, um, something to play for going into this event. Florida is playing for the division championship as well. Um, so it, Florida has been much better than they started off the season. Um, you know, with, with Billy Napier probably feeling a little bit of a hot seat earlier in the season uh, for right now, I think things have kind of calmed down. He's in the thick of it. So people yeah. should be happy down in Gainesville at, the, at this point. So you never know what will happen. Um, and also LSU and Alabama will be another great game. So this this weekend, and then with the you know the Missouri Georgia game the following weekend, um, those could be three of the best games you see in college football maybe all year. Yeah, I think you have a good point there. Uh, the, the SEC rises once again at this time of the year uh, with with good games up and down the schedule. So now with Missouri having the bye week, see, I back in the day they would never give us a week off. Because they, <laughs> they they wouldn't know whether we come back. We'll come back exactly. It'd be like it'd be like bye. Hey, see you, see you later. <laughs> well, you know, I, I give Dion credit. Dion decided he was going to hold a practice on Saturday, uh, or was it Sunday? Everybody had to report on Sunday because he wanted to make sure everybody was back. And you know how he is on time. If you weren't back, your locker would be cleaned out because you, you, you got to have to hold these guys' feet to the fire over there. Yeah. When you have that kind of downtime, and, and what you do, a lot of times teams will give you off time early in the off week compared to late in the week. So it, it's, back it's into a, your routine. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So uh, I'm anxious to see what adjustments Missouri makes. And obviously uh, they're not sending you to the uh, the Florida-Georgia game in Missouri garb where you can video the, the signs or anything. But, you know, how much can you pick up on a team? And, and do you use the comparison of, okay, if, if we're Florida – these are the things we do that's similar to Florida. So this is what we should look for Georgia to do in, in return. How do you try and prepare when you watch them do one thing uh, and maybe they do some things really well compared to what works and what's conducive for your team? First of all, good teams don't really change what they do. Mm -hmm. You continue in the vein that you've been working in and continue to work and improve those things from week to week. You know, making wholesale changes, thinking that you're going to fool a team, you're only fooling yourselves. That's right. That's, that's the way I look at it. And I've been a part of two teams that that tried that, and neither one worked. Um, I, I think sitting back and kind of just watching as a fan um, gives you a little bit of an appreciation to kind of watch the whole game, um, get to see some things that you may not necessarily get a chance to see. And if you're watching and just watching your own position group. Uh, so you get to see the whole uh, perspective in, in, in a more relaxed environment. That said, you'll be looking at that game, uh, you know, several times the, the following week as you start your preparations for Georgia. Um, but I think it does give you a little bit of an, an advantage, an edge to see the game from the from a you know a total fan perspective. Um, but I it, it, and it may you get an a few additional days if you're coaching staff to uh, either tinker with 
things that you haven't done well, maybe throw in a different play based on some looks that you see. But you also have to expect that Georgia is not necessarily going to show you the exact same things that you saw against Florida. And the same thing when you play Florida two weeks after that, Um, which really um, drives you back to, you don't, you pay a little less attention to what other teams are doing and you focus on what you do well. What do you have to do as an individual? What do you have to do as a team to get better from week to week? But, but you know, I also think, and you touched on it a little bit earlier, the wrinkles and the issues that you have on your team, this is when you either make an adjustment or you really focus on trying to eliminate why that might be a shortcoming with your team, whether it's special teams, whether it's coverage, maybe it's even tackling. You know, I mean, we, we talked about this early in the year, how this was a team that didn't tackle as well as they needed to. Uh, and as they get to play better teams, they're going to have to be able to tackle better. And let me tell you something. Tackling, much like special teams, it's all here. Yes. You got to want to do it. You have to want to do it. Your mindset, I remember when I was playing defense in high school, right? Uh, And the mindset was, look, if I don't make this play, the next guy may not make it. I have to be the one that's going to save this team from, you know, giving up a big touchdown. Because if I don't make it, no one else might. I think if you got all 11 trying to, you know, work in that same accord, thinking that, hey, we got to make this tackle, your tackling is going to be better. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, positioning, just being focused. And the, the only thing that I have against bye weeks is that sometimes you can get out of your rhythm and get out of your focus. So there, there's – drink will have to do something special, you know, continuing those communication um, – links with his team so that they don't get so far out of the realm of football. You do want to get away, just refresh your mind and not even think about football for a few days, uh, but then come back and be ready to go. I mean, that's how you should really approach it by week, but also be thinking, you know, we can, we've got four weeks now, the last four weeks of the regular season. Uh, we've had a couple of days off. Now it's time to go full bore again. Uh, because we have a whole lot to play for, man, and we can, you know, we control our destiny here. You know, whether we win this championship, it, it depends on what we do, not anybody else. We I don't agree. have to depend yeah. on anyone else to to go out and do it for us. So, you know, that's a good point you make, and, and I always look at the season broken up into three parts, where you have your non-conference early season conference play then you have the media schedule and then you have that 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 horse race down the stretch whether you're going to get in a conference uh, conference uh, championship game and certainly a bowl game uh but now you're you you're right you have no one to look at but yourself because you decide your own fate let's take our first break he's Howard Richards I'm Mike Claiborne we call it huddle up with Howard on claibsonline.com are you ready for a challenging and re- are you ready for a challenging and rewarding career? There are quality jobs in the construction industry. I got out of college and my career choices were very limited and this provided me with a plan for the present and the future at the same time. I actually have a bachelor's degree in psychology and I was making less than I make as a first year apprentice painter. I didn't go to college. I have no college debt. I make more money than the majority of people I know that went to college. Take your first step towards a rewarding career. Visit stlouispdf.org. 
says here that Graybar is a distributor? Yeah, we support electrical and datacom projects all over the country. So you can get me the products I need, where and when I need them? Yeah, thanks to our national logistics network. Any industry? Yeah, construction, industrial plants, schools, hospitals. So you could say Graybar is much more than a distributor. Yeah, you could say that. When you need a hand powering, connecting, or maintaining your operations, join the thousands of professionals who rely on Graybar to help keep them up and running. Yeah, Graybar does that. Welcome back, everyone. We continue with Huddle Up with Howard. I'm Mike Claiborne. He's Howard Richards. Uh, the big news this week locally is uh, a signing was announced or a commitment was announced by one of the top players in the country, Ryan Wingo, who elected to uh, go to Texas. Or let's put it this way. He committed to Texas. I think we're learning on the fly, Howard, that commitment and signing are two different things. And uh, I know there are a lot of people, obviously, locally that were excited for him. Some were disappointed that he didn't decide to go to Missouri, but I thought it was telling that his dad said, well, you know, we don't, you know, nobody can sign until what December 22nd. So it sounds to me, and granted, I'm on the outside looking in that the recruiting process shall continue. Well, it's only a verbal commitment at this point. Um, (laughs) We're dealing with 17, 18, 19 year old young men. Uh, and a lot can change. And as we know, when we say a lot, we mean <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> that's what that's really the difference uh, is or other than past years, like when you and I were being recruited. Right. Um, there was no money involved. Now there is so much more involved. Now, we were paying you- to go. We, yeah. we, we were paying them to take like the old Euchre line, the Bob Euchre story when the scout came to his house and said, well, how much uh, his dad said, well, how much? He said, well, you know, $5,000. His dad said, we don't have that kind of money for you to take him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great story. <laughs> well, we, we know. So he, so he committed to the University of Texas. And as I jokingly tell people, um, Texas ought to be very happy uh, for Southwest Airlines because Southwest has a, a direct flight from to St. Austin? Louis to Austin. <laughs> uh, uh, but also tell them, you know, Missouri's got a direct flight from Columbia to St. Louis also. Um, anyway, th- listen, it, it there's a, I think there are a few reasons why maybe the, the excitement of possibly playing with Arch Manning um, is – maybe one of the reasons, but you have to be, uh, I think, very excited if you're looking at what the University of Missouri's offense in its first year under Kirby Moore uh, has been able to do. And I I think that's only going to elevate. And having a player in the system who's thriving from St. Louis, who was also a five-star recruit and Luther Burden, it makes you appreciate what Luther Burden uh, experience in recruiting, but committing to Mizzou. Uh, and, and now he is, I, I think, enjoying all of the, the, the thrills of, of that. Uh, he's being compensated very well. He's being successful on the field. Uh, and I think that's where it counts. You know, the guy's a good student. He's doing the things that, um, he's meeting those expectations and the same expectations of him are being met. And, you know, it, it, this is college football at its best. You're going to win a few of those recruiting battles. You're going to lose a few of those. But uh, as Mr. Wingo mentioned, 
hey, signing day is not until December. A lot can change until then because I had heard that maybe the actual dollar amounts uh, were either negligent or actually equal. Again, you just never know because right. I'm not, we're, not, we're not in the room right there when we think when we see things being cha- changing hands. Um, but uh, again, I think he left the door open uh, for Wingo to possibly change his mind when signing day does come. There's more time uh, to, quote unquote, negotiate a better deal. And here's something that nobody's talking about with regard to Luther Burden. Uh, first of all, Missouri has met every commitment they made, but he's playing on a winning team. I think that has a lot to do with this, too. And he's getting the ball. So it's, it, this isn't a situation where he's just, you know, mired in a slump where nothing is coming about. You know, we're not winning games. We're not doing things the way we thought we were. Hey, look, man, you're getting the ball. You're getting 100 plus yards a game. You're making a difference on the field. You're making a difference off the field. And the program is only trying to beef up the support around you. So I think that should be definitely highlighted in this whole thing because, you know, people kind of fall in love with a lot of things for all the wrong reasons. But I think the bottom line is hey, you're winning, you're contributing, and you are the man. And I can't, I don't, you know, I don't know if you go to Texas or anywhere else, you're going to be the man. Because when you're Texas, you can recruit anywhere and you you hope that they don't find some guy that's playing on some backfield in Lubbock that all of a sudden shows up next year. And all of a sudden he's a he's a more flashier guy than Ryan Wingo. So bottom line is this for me. I just hope the kid's happy. You know, I don't I don't really care where he goes. Would it be nice for him to go to Mizzou? Sure. But I don't really care. Uh, You know, he if he's happy. That's all that really counts. And if he's unhappy, he can do something about it. Yeah, exactly. And Luther's contributing. Um, he, he's giving back what he's what he's get gotten out of it. I don't know that anyone could expect anything more from him at this point. He's yeah. done everything that Mizzou's asked him to do. And uh, I, I think everyone's happy as a result. And it, it, that's what this game is about. Man, we're we're gonna we're gonna give you this. You got to give us this back. So right now, I, I think uh, the playing service is, is equal. But you want more guys like that, uh, yeah. and you want them, and you want them to come from your own backyards here in Missouri. And I think it would be it's a great story, locking down the borders and keeping you know your own talent at home. Uh, we we've we've lost we meaning the University of Missouri has lost um, players in the past uh, that have you know had prolific careers in college that we wish that we would have been able to keep. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott being one of them also. Um, but I think eventually we're starting to get more and more of those guys to to stay home and be productive because guess what? You're going to remember, be remembered uh, for what you do. Long after your football careers are over, when you come back, uh, people will remember what you did on the field and will welcome you with open arms. And, number and, and, you, and you're a living example of that. That That's true. Very true. Yeah, you're a living Indeed. example of that. All right, let's take a final break. We'll come back with Howard and talk a little NFL. Uh, Brady Quinn calling out uh, Deshaun Watson. Okay, we'll talk about it when we come back. There's always been a bright side to living in downstate Illinois. Ameren, Illinois is making it even brighter with a little help from the sun. Right now, we're building a next-generation solar facility to bring you cleaner energy for generations to come. It's good for the environment, your neighborhood, and everyone living in downstate Illinois. That's brighter thinking. That's energy at work. 
Learn how you can participate in solar programs at AmarinIllinois.com slash renewables. All right, final segment. Uh, you know, the good thing about the NFL is it's always up for discussion. There's always a subject that comes up each week. The bad thing about it is there's too many people that are talking about it. And this week, Brady Quinn, who's on Fox Sports on the college side, you some may remember him for his brief career in the NFL and a, maybe her average career at Notre Dame, uh, decided to call out Deshaun Watson because of a lingering injury that he feels that he has. It's not giving him the chance to play. And basically Brady Quinn said, you just, you got your money. So why don't you play? I don't think it's as easy as that. And I don't know if Brady Quinn seen any medical reports on what the extent of Deshaun Watson's injury is. All, all we know is it has something to do with the rotator cuff. And at last check, if you're a pitcher or a quarterback, not having a healthy rotator cuff does not make you an effective player. Just ask Brady Cook, Mizzou's quarterback. Uh, yeah, 2022 season. Um, it was a it was a labrum, but it's still related to the, the muscles in the shoulder, and it had a profound effect on what he was able to do. And now that he's healthy, um, his production has has been much more noticeable, noticeably better than it was a year ago. Um, it's there's a tricky or slippery slope, if you will, when you start making accusations and assumptions about the health of a particular player when you're not there, when you're not around in the training room, you're not talking to the player. It's easy to make those types of uh, assessments. Um, oftentimes they're wrong. Um, and I think as a broadcaster, Regardless of the fact that you know you, you play the position, you, you want to be you want to be more factual uh, in the things that you say, as opposed to guessing and thinking that you you know you're leading people to believe that you know everything that's going on. And that's not the case with Brady Quinn, and the um, I guess the quarterbacks coach for the Cleveland Browns came to Deshaun Watson's defense. So now there's this back and forth between that that assistant coach and and Brady Quinn. Um, basically the assistant coach telling Brady Quinn in so many uh, words, you know, shut the hell up. Yeah. You don't know what you're out. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, this and is just an eternal thing. We will handle it. You don't know what's going on with the shine. So, and you're not qualified to speak on it. And, and that's the great point because if Brady Quinn had had a rotator or had this same injury, eh, maybe he I can maybe speak to it a little bit. But at last check, I didn't notice that he was an orthopedic surgeon. So yeah, he's not Dr. Rick Lehman, who would have a better idea of what he's dealing with. I, I just think that in this day and age, you know, because there's so many talking heads today, people say things for effect. And, and Brady Quinn's mission was accomplished because I had no intention of even talking about Brady Quinn until he had this to say. Uh, so he got his mission accomplished. He, he has me talking about him, but at the expense of someone else. I just don't think that's right. Well, as as a broadcaster, if people are going to talk about me, I want them to be saying positive things about me. I don't want yeah. to be saying things, you know, to be controversial just for the sake or to be loud mm -hmm. uh, or just to get clicks. I, I'd rather be, them be saying that they appreciate the work and what I have to offer as a commentator uh, as opposed to anything else. So I, I think... It, you have to be careful when you sit on this side of the microphone about opinions uh, about players, opinions about coaches, opinions about programs. 
it's better to be factual than to, to be speculative, I think. All right, NFL, uh, we're starting to see some separation. Trade deadline is Halloween. Uh, you hear a lot of rumbling about teams that are looking to move some players, uh, but we hear that every year. Uh, who are the at this point in the season, in your opinion, who are the real teams and who are the pretenders and who are the ones who've already, you know, signed off for next year? And I don't know whether they're going to start tanking here any day now, but we're at a point where we're starting to see some separation. Well, let's start with the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, um, last year's Super Bowl runner up. And they made a trade with the Titans to bring in a safety. Um I can't think of his name uh, at the, at the moment, but he's just going to shore up that defense. Uh, and this is a guy that's 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 Pro Bowl and, and All Pro caliber player. Um, and listen, as much as it hates me to see the Eagles be successful uh, as as a Cowboys fan, I, I like the moves that they make because uh, it, it seems as though you know if they've got an area of weakness, they don't. Let it they go and fix it or, or try to apply a fix as soon as possible so that you don't have a lot of drop-off there. Um, they may have to rest a player from week to week because of an injury. I know Lane Johnson, uh, their, their great starting right tackle, uh, was a little gimpy last week. And, and, and I honestly believe he wouldn't have played if he, if he couldn't have gone. Um, but they have a way, um, if, whether it's, it's from a personal standpoint, their coaching staff, they understand – what their needs are as a team, uh, and they're able to apply those fixes, play the guys that they need to play, go out and acquire players as they need to, uh, because they're looking down the road at, at you know, where a weakness might be, looking at their schedule, uh, what they're going to face in the teams on their schedule, uh, and they're preparing for it long term. So Howie Roseman, you got to give him credit uh, yeah. and, and give credit to Jeff Lurie for for basically giving him that blank check to go out and do so. Um, and I like the way Nick Sir Sirianni has assembled his team and coached them up. Uh, I'm a little envious, I got to tell you. Uh, well, they've done it the right way. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they didn't do it with all first-round picks. They've got some guys sprinkled in there. But I think the, the thing is that you touched on, they kind of loaded up in some positions. So if somebody goes down in, in late November, they'll be okay. You know, they may be a half step behind everybody else, but they'll be two steps in front of the guy they're playing across the line from. And, you know, where it counts most, they've got really good skill players. We know yeah. that. But, man, offensive line, defensive line. Um, it, it, I, I love the nickname that they call uh, the Eagles, the Philly Dogs, because they've got so many players from uh, Georgia's past two national championship teams. Uh, and they're all playing roles, you know, from Jordan Davis – uh, to Nicobe Dean, uh, it, just down the line, guys are making players. Uh, it's a credit to the Eagles for going out and getting those players. Also, a credit to the Georgia Bulldogs for preparing those players to play at the NFL level. Um, so, you know, the, the standard is set. And, uh, you know, my hat's off to both programs. Well, it's going to be interesting. Um, it, and Julio Jones, oh, by the way, is on the ball oh, club, too. Yeah, another, uh, another yeah. SEC player. Yeah, know, exactly. Still got stuff left in the tank. You and know, you know what? You don't need him. You don't need him to take 40 snaps. No. But you know what? If you find him a half a dozen times during the game, that'll be enough because you've got the other guys that are out there as well. Uh, they're going to be a fun team to watch if they can stay healthy. Complimentary player. No doubt. You know, and one guy, you know, needs to take a breather like, uh, Antonio Brown, 
and, and bam, uh, you, you get a guy like Julio Jones, who was an all pro player himself that still got, it, and uh, he's going to be able to pick up that slack. All right, we're out of here. Enjoy your weekend. I know you'll be watching the game. We will have a, a fun show next week. We're working on a few things that I think people have a good time checking out. So we'll talk to everybody then. He's Howard. I'm Mike. This has been Huddle Up with Howard on ClavesOnline.com. Enjoy your weekend. By the way, where are you watching the games at this week? Because, you know, the weather's supposed to be crappy. So I'm thinking about doing the chilly route, man. I, I, I may hunker down this weekend. You know, probably by Sunday, chili might be in order because it's going to be a little bit uh, mm -hmm. nippy outside. But I'll probably just sit in front of my, you know, 75-inch OLED TV <laughs> and watch on Saturday. <laughs> like, I probably love I love that screen, man. People hey, I'm the like, same oh, way. Wow, so, hey, what a, I was, look at that picture. I was looking at one <laughs> the other day, and I'm saying, I'm going to take this one I have off the wall in the living room and put that in the bedroom and go get one even bigger for the living room. There you go. Uh, we'll, we'll have some fun with it. All right, he's Howard. I'm Mike. We're out on ClavesOnline.com.